Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with just Nick Goslin. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Big Dog, how you doing? Pretty good today. Pretty good. Pretty good. Fucking Happy to be here. Always feels weird without garb, though. I know. It kind of feels like no parents in the room. You know what I mean? A little, yeah. Ripping it. He's a guy that kind of keeps us on track. Yeah, ripping you know, it just up. while out. Ripping it up. He's a he's a dichotomy that one. I got a good I got a good garb story for you. I know I see that <laughs> in the topics. Can't wait can't wait to cover that. So You're leaving me hanging here. As you guys know, we golf a lot, um, and so Garby comes. Garby hits me up a few weeks ago and says, uh, both of us actually, and says, you know, hey, what if we, we did a golf staycation? Because he's a teacher, so he's on vacation. So whenever Garby has vacation, he's like trying to do something obvious reasons he can't just take vacation or pto whatever like like a lot of us can and so yeah we're like you know whatever nick nick you know was busy with a couple of things that actually will come up a little bit later in the episode um and but i'm like yeah absolutely i'm going to nashville that i'm going to nashville last week and so i'm like yeah awesome going to nashville at the end of the week monday tuesday golf garb absolutely let's let's do it um our buddy stecco who we golfed with on Monday, went to uh, Portsmouth. Have you golfed at Portsmouth Country Club? I have not had the It's the it's uh, It's an experience. It's an amazing, amazing golf course. Um, nice. It's definitely on the expensive side, but well worth it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Stecco, as you know, Nick, because you're, you're, you're following in his footsteps next season, uh, is obsessed with with shagger golf big shagger something that i was made fun of on this very podcast when we stopped when we started it i use that terminology now now you all you will talk about on the golf course is shagging golf balls i have to like scold you to get you back into the cart because you're out in the woods fucking shagging golf balls (laughs) (laughs) getting balls baby dan's gonna love this because he's always fucking yelling at me he's like hey let's go come on hurry up all right nick you're up um so anyways uh He's selling Stecco selling bags of golf balls for ten bucks, hundred golf balls, ten bucks. That's you can't beat that. You can't beat that, right? Can't beat it. So everybody's everybody's got them, right? Including Garb. Now Garb, a strategic planner, right? A strategic planner. Now Garb's the kind of friend who will do anything for you at any time that's in his power. He's one of one of the best friends we have. Like not even just like we all hang out so much. He's just like in the role of friend. He's extremely good. He's also the friend that will exercise his right to acquire said services from you as a friend. <laughs> okay? And so <clears throat> it's Easter. Golf with Nick in the morning. Crack a dawn. I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Crack a dawn. Crack a dawn. Yeah. Mm. Dude, actually, I do have to, like, best, be- great, best great nine round. holes I've ever golfed before. Great best round. nine holes I've ever golfed on the yeah, back great. nine. That's not, for sure, the back nine is the best golf you've ever, you've ever had, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, you know, uh, Garby tells me, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm down there, but I, can you pick me up from Sanford? Absolutely. Definitely, right? Because I'm going up anyway. So, I go pick Garby. So, Garby doesn't have a car. That's the point of this, right? We golf. We golf our two days. Garby gets his bag of golf balls from Stecco. Puts it in my car, obviously, right? Um, we get we shop for a couple other things. Brings them to the house. We have our golf days. Garby leaves on the bus. Garby says, hey, you know, I'm just going to leave the golf balls here because um, I don't really want to carry them on the bus. And I'm like, okay, 
I, at the time, I think that that's weird because I'm like, don't you just put your golf bag like on the bottom of the bu- – I don't know. Whatever. Cool. Sure, man. Whatever. Yeah. He leaves the golf balls in my car, okay, my truck. And so I've also got the same bag of golf balls. And so I, I'm in my truck the other day, and a golf ball just falls out of my truck out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, it must have just been a golf ball I left in my truck. Okay, whatever. I realized today that, no, there's a bag of golf balls on my truck floor, and now there's golf balls everywhere. And I realized this because I'm, I'm getting a dog tomorrow, and so we're, we're probably going to be using the truck, and so I don't want golf balls in the back. So I'm like, good Lord, okay. But classic Rich, I'm like, that sounds like a future Rich problem, to be honest, right? <laughs> like, that doesn't sound like – You're a, like, honestly, I'll wake up tomorrow at 6 and clean yeah, it up. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick, you and me have the same mentality about that stuff. Like that doesn't feel like something I'm trying to do right now. And so I'm like – Going to get a keg because, again, we're getting cash. Like the dog. <laughs> yeah. Instead of cleaning up. We're Which just is like, like, I want people well. to know how much more out of the way I need to go to get a keg. Like, compared to cleaning up these golf balls, it's insane. But logically in my head, that's what I want to do. And I want to do that because getting cash, uh, Cash's cousin, Obi, who is owned by Todd Didone, listener of the podcast, uh, brother-in-law of the podcast, Carrie Kennedy, sister of the podcast, um, they own a dog, Obi, and they're going to be bringing him over on Sunday. So I wanted to have beer for, for people and whatnot. I, I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, you know what, Rich? You're going to have a dog. You can't just leave stuff on the floor. You can't, you dude. You can't, dude. You can't do it. And so I get to the brewery, and I'm like, nope, right now I'm cleaning up the golf balls. <laughs> Interesting. I'm Interesting. Putting the golf balls in, I'm putting the golf balls like in the bag, right? You know what I mean? I'm putting the golf balls in the bag. But it, they're just still going everywhere. And at this point in time, I've driven – in like the back roads of New Hampshire and golf balls everywhere. Okay. And so <clears throat> what I do a pretty good job. keeping them in one golf ball falls out and I'm like, no big deal. I'll get it. Kink, kink, kink. The brewery's up on a hill and they have a second driveway entrance. And so now I see this golf ball bouncing all the way down the, the, the hill. Right. And goes all the way down. And I'm like, I really hope it doesn't fucking hit a car. Luckily, it doesn't hit the car. It goes across. And I'm like thinking to myself, fuck it. I'm just going to leave that golf ball. Fuck you, Garby. No, not worth yeah, it. Not worth it. But then I think. Dude, Rich, get your boy Nikki G on the case. I'll find you five I next know, round. No I problem. That. I, started, I, started, I think, Rich, you're about to get a dog. Dogs are animals. Animals live in the woods. An animal could choke on that golf ball. You're an ass. And so I'm like, fucking A. And so I'm going down this hill fucking cussing out Ryan Garby because I'm like, it's not really his fault, but like, it's his fucking. Oh, it's his bu- fault. It's his bag of golf balls, and so now Ryan Garvey's got this a hundred golf balls in a truly cooler that I had in my car because the bag was absolutely torn to shit. So thanks, Garb, for the fucking extra exercise and hassle with the golf balls. Love you, buddy. So, but golf was good. Wow, dude, what a dick. Yeah, he is a dick. I'm not gonna lie, he is a dick. Um, golf was good. Stecco smoked me. It's not smoked us. Stecco beat me and Garby straight up on Monday. Um, Tuesday Dude, though, he's just he came so out, good. Like a savage. Um, nice. Threw up a hundred. Happy for you, big dog. So that was great. Nice. Um, beat Garby, I think on the. Did I? No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought. I thought I beat Garby on the. Maybe I beat him on the back nine. I might have beat him on the back nine. Um, you might have. I texted him asking how his rounds were, and he uh, he was very short with me. Well, this he was is not Gar- happy is, about so how I was, he played. I was hacking him out about this. I was hacking him out about this. 
you talk to Garvin, you're like, oh, yeah, you're a high 80s golfer. He'll be like, dude, I've hit in the 80s one, two times. Like, okay, okay. He hit like a 96. And so I'm like, okay, if you're not a high 80s golfer, then you're either a low 90s or a mid 90s golfer. So mid 90s isn't that bad. He was all pissed off about his round. I think it's because he felt like 80 was in play, to be honest. He had some he had some misses, but he had some really great he had some really great great plays as well. Yeah, so that's good. Great. Hey, it's tough out there, man. Hey, you know, it's tough out there. couple couple of bad holes, and that that makes your round. It's tough, man. <clears throat> it's tough. Um, Dutch Elm, you had a great round. Had a great round. Shot a one. Yeah, one dude. I mean, in in classic Goslin fashion, for those of you that don't know me, usually the first guaranteed first two, pretty much the first three holes, I always play like dog shit like my first couple of holes are just always brutal like just gotta work out the kinks i gotta i gotta loosen up a little bit you know get a brew in me or something for whatever reason i always play terrible and so i think on the first four holes i think i had two double bogeys and two double pars like just brutal 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 first couple holes then on the back nine i shot a 46 so you know really kind of turned it around and especially me like you know mid i will have to say i got to give you a lot of credit dude because the middle of that front nine like hole five coming around i was like honestly it's kind of raining i don't even know if i want to be here right now and you were like dude head up yeah because you woke my ass up at fucking I had to get up at like fucking five o'clock to get to the fucking tea time, dude. Fucking better, better yeah. get your head up. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, turned it turned it around big time. Yeah, great, great round. Great round. Absolutely. Dude, the fo- it, you know what it is? It's the four iron. The four iron it's was my new, working. My four new club. Was working. Fucking spanking it. Four iron it. was cooking. Yeah, the four iron was cooking. Absolutely. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff. Went to Nashville. Um, Had a blast. Nashville's great. If you haven't been, listeners, I highly recommend um it's a uh, did you see brandy did I oh see that was that? um that fucking was... savannah <laughs> yeah it was sorry your vacations right i've got a call sorry phone. sorry i don't think it's covid but yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> um so yeah went down to nashville music city loved it um saw some live music ate some hot chicken ate some barbecue walked the city drank the beers did the whole thing it was great so, um, if you haven't been to Nashville, it's definitely a must visit. Um, I think Nashville, out of all the places that I've been on vacation, and it's not just the fact that like we obviously went with like a kick-ass group of people. I think Nashville was just my favorite place. Yeah, it's, that I have been. It's and a I'm really, not even, like really great a country fan, but I feel like it's just the whole vibe of the city. It's just a, it's a fun place to be. Completely agree. I am having some audio troubles, folks, and so I'm like manually adjusting my audio as we go. So you're probably like, "Wow, Rich, you sound like shit this week." Um, chill out, first of all, and then second of all, yeah, you're right about that. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? You don't like it? Shut yeah, it's it a off. free fucking podcast, dude. Calm down. Jeez, I'm crow. You're out of control, listener. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I do um I do love um. I love live music, and I think that because of that, I've started to love country. So yeah, it kind of it kind of lends itself to that expanding, a little bit. Yeah, it's like you know, there's a lot of great sing-alongs. To be honest, it is very catchy though. There's like a big song down there is "Our Song" by Taylor Swift. That shit's been stuck in my my head like all day. Our song is the sound of screen doors, dear. and you talk real slow. 
Which is she says slow, not low, right? I think she says Talk slow. Real. I think it's low. Is it low? Because it's late and your mama don't Yeah, know. I know. Because slow wouldn't make sense. Just because you're talking slow doesn't mean you're not talking yeah. loud. Like you, your volume could be up. Your you volume could, could absolutely slow. be up. I will agree they lend, they, they, they usually come together, but your volume could definitely be up. You could still be talking slow. Um, so I have had that song stuck in my head um, pretty much. So I was listening to some rap beats for work today to kind of get that, that evened out. Um, wow, just did a quick Google search. It's slow. It's slow. So that doesn't make sense, Taylor. I know you listen. It doesn't. Taylor, I know you listen. Don't pretend like you don't. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Slow, real slow. And especially and when low like, would fit Low, in exactly. Like low you would have fit the rhyme. You should have just said talk real low. Because it's late and your mama don't know. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that almost works. She has, she has the rhyme built in. I Why don't want to tell one of this of generation's slow? great songwriters how to do her job, but that's a free tip, Taylor. You messed up. I know you're, Honestly, re- I know you're, recording, you're re-recording again. a lot of your music these days. That's a free tip. I'd swap it out for the re-record. Just, just a tip. Um, so, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Nick, congratulations are in order, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, a little bit, dude. Do you want to tell, Got a new do job. You want to tell the audience or do I need to? Got a new job. Yep, just accepted an offer with a, uh, a new company. <laughs> um, Going to be doing some preclinical research stuff. So, you know, it's exciting. Worked in uh, veterinary medicine for last seven years or so. Big industry um, change. Learned a lot. Fucking crazy. So, and uh, very grateful for the hospital I worked at. But, you know, moving on to a diff- different avenue. Hopefully some bigger and better things. So... Pretty excited. Fucking congrats, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's sick. That's dope. Uh, the, yeah. wi- the wife, the wife's pumped, I'm sure. Yep, uh, she's very excited also. I know, you, so. I know you've been looking for a little while. I'm sure so. I'm sure it's been a team effort. That's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Uh, and then we had one more thing. Oh, Nick needs a soapbox for Bill. Nick, you have the floor. All right. Honestly, so... If you guys are a, a full team Bill over Team Brady or in Bill we trust, you're probably just going to want to put this on mute real quick. I'd, I'd skip. F- I'd skip for five a good minutes. Five minutes. A yeah. good five minutes. First night of the NFL draft, Patriots sitting at number twenty-one overall. Not a bad pick. No, no, you know what I mean. Right in the the meaty two-thirds part yeah, for of the first the round. Not a bad pick. Um. So, a little bit of a preface. Obviously, if you've heard our previous episodes, I'm very much Team Brady over Team Bill. I think that Bill's been a little bit overrated. <clears throat> Obviously, he's a very good coach, but I think that Brady kind of pumped him up a little bit. And to be quite frank, Bill the GM is terrible. He's not a good GM. So, 21st pick rolls around. Patriots have a myriad of holes across their roster. Almost every position they could use a little help probably the the three positions i would say where they didn't really need a ton of help would be quarterback running back and offensive line now you can always use some line help because you like you like uh stevenson stevenson's a good back damian harris great back yeah, yeah they just drafted mac jones in the first round last year yeah so i mean do you need a backup qb probably Always good to get some competition. Is Mac like the undoubted savior of the franchise? Hasn't no, been decided yet. Yeah. So you know, could definitely you, you. But pretty much lending to my point, 
they could have used you're, you're not so doing, many you're not, you're not starving on the offensive backfield side. No, no. So 21st pick rolls around in classic Bill Belichick fashion. He trades down. Now, again, didn't trade out of the first round. Take us, take us so through I'm your si- mindset, though. How, so fi- I'm sitting how there. fired up are you? So I heard that they made the trade. I was not happy. I was not happy. Especially, comes up, they trade with Kansas City. Kansas City, one of the teams that they are directly competing with to come out of the AFC. Now, I say competing loosely because Kansas City has obviously been kicking our ass for the last couple of years. But one of the teams that you are trying to ascend to their level to to be able to compete in the conference. You trade with them. You get the 29th overall pick. So you move back. You're still in the first round. You get a third round pick and a fourth round pick too. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, you know what? But so I will say, there were some guys available at 21 where I was like, these guys could be potential studs. I'm going to be keeping, I I got them on the notebook. I'm like, any of these guys that were picked after 21 that are going to turn into freaking all pro type caliber players, I'm going to look back at Bill and be like, this is why you're out of the job. So they move back to 29. 29 rolls around. There's still a few guys. There's like four dudes on the board where I'm like, they could pick these guys and I would still be very happy. Like, were there other players that were picked just ahead of them that I thought they should have picked at 21? Yes. I'm not going to go into a bunch of different names with you guys. We'll, We'll run the tape at some point. But they sorely missed speed on defense. Anyone that watched their last game against the Buffalo Bills back in January in the playoffs, they got the shit kicked out of them. They got ran off the fucking field. And you could have not have watched that game and thought that they didn't need more speed across their entire roster. There's a couple good linebackers on the board. There's a couple good cornerbacks on the board. I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe we didn't get like the guy that I wanted but there's like some guys here where I'm like, okay, you get this guy and you picked up that third and fourth round picks. Honestly, not, not going to begrudge him for it. Bill Belichick proceeds to take a fucking guard from University of Tennessee. Wait, Chattanooga. And you're saying, wait, you mean the, the Tennessee Volunteers from Knoxville? No. Nope. The FCS school, Division Two, University of Tennessee, fucking Chattanooga. And they take a guard. Now you read his scouting report. Obviously doesn't play against the best competition because it's a Division Two <laughs> school. Was not the best guard on the board, though he was like in, in caliber. Again, they did not need a fucking guard. This was classic Bill Belichick trying to prove he's the smartest motherfucker in the room and it's going to backfire. Honestly, I'm sick of Bill's bullshit. He is so pompous. His footprints were all over this, trying to be like, oh, this is my guy. I'm going to show everyone. Da-da-da-da-da. You read this guy's scouting report? Not even that good. At first, you're like, oh, maybe this guy's versatile. Maybe he can play all across the line. Has never played tackle. Tried to play center at the Senior Bowl. He sucked. He couldn't even snap the ball, according to the scouting report. 
Doesn't even seem like he will start this upcoming year. And quite frankly, I, I'm sick of Bill's bullshit. Now you, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, within our friend group, I have joked half-heartedly. I've been like, oh, you know what? Fire Bill, don't really like it. And it was mainly around the Brady thing. I am full 100% on they need to fire Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick will not give up power. You're not going to get rid of Bill the GM without getting rid of Bill the coach. And so if your GM is an F and your coach is a B, I would rather have a B minus C plus at both positions because if your GM is terrible, you're not bringing any good players into the mix. They need to fire Bill. He has clearly lost his fastball. Would you would you take would you just take a GM instead? Would you keep him as coach but take a GM instead? Yes, but I I will admit there is no way that Bill does that. Bill will not give up the power of general manager and stay on as coach. Bill Belichick runs the organization. He's operated with complete autonomy for the last two decades. He's not going to cede power. Wow. You heard I think it here crashed. first, folks. Yep. You I just think first. that Robert Kraft and again, you listen. His whole his whole mantra is I'd rather be a year too early on a guy than a year too late. That's why I got rid of Brady. That's why he's gotten rid of a bunch of other good players. Again, some of them he's been right on, some of them he's been wrong on. And we've said, Oh, maybe it's a year too early. But then, you know, sometimes it works out. I think he needs to apply the same logic to himself. I think that Bill at this point is kind of just riding out the clock. He's surrounded himself with a bunch of sycophants and yes-men, nobody that's going to challenge him. He's like a CEO on one of these big corporation boards that just gets everyone to say, oh yeah, sure, Bill, yep, whatever you want. Oh yeah, for sure thing. And they should, honestly, they should have fired him a couple years ago and kept Brady. But now, especially now, I'm very much watching Josh McDaniels in Oakland. If he goes and kills it and Bill has a subpar season... That is going to be easy, low-hanging fruit to say, why didn't you get rid of Bill Belichick and replace him with Josh McDaniels? Wow. I'm sick of it, dude. I got so fired up. If you go to our Twitter account, I tweeted like, because I was at work late last night. I was at work until like almost midnight doing on-call stuff. And that like I was literally, I was in the OR and I was like, I can't stand this. And I was like tweeting up a storm. I tweeted like six tweets off. And I was like, fire Bill. I was quoting a bunch of people's tweets. He just like, <laughs> by all consensus, dude. So again, if Bill Belichick was some amazing drafter and you were like, oh, he has picked guys out of the woodwork before and they've turned out to be great players, then I'd be like, okay, this guy, not a consensus pick in this area. All, cons- all kind of experts agree. This guy wasn't supposed to be drafted until probably the third round. Bill takes him in the first. Again, Bill has a history of picking these guys, like circa Tavon Wilson, where everyone's like, whoa, this is about like three, four rounds too early. And then they fucking flame out. And with the amount of holes on the Patriots roster, for Bill to make this kind of pick, like, I'm sorry. It's not like there was a mixed review. Literally all the experts across the draft board, and I get drafting is like very hit or miss, where like this guy should not have been picked here. All the draft grades that they get from all the different websites, Patriots are like D, F, 
and it's dude it's just it's not making it enjoyable to be a Patriots fan so part of me hopes that they kind of <clears> suck <throat> this year and that Bill has to get fired ouch wow yeah um, pretty happy with the Ravens gotta say <laughs> pretty happy so far with the Ravens so we are moving on to our topic oh what are you drinking Thank you for asking, dude. No problem, I'm actually dude. drinking a little smutty nose, but it's called Match Play IPA. Yeah, I almost got that for a keg. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really um, good. Got a uh, little 12-pack. Yeah, that's really good. A uh, variety. And um, I'm taking down these three bad boys. Honestly, it's a good beer. It's an easy drinking IPA. It's really good. Yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's, um, what are you drinking? It's very similar to one of their other beers that they... Um, I make, I think, in the fall time. I can't remember the name of it. I was literally just, I went to Smutty Nose. I'm drinking Juice is Wild um, from Smutty Nose. Switch, switched it up. Is that an IPA? It's an IPA, yeah, of course. Nice. Um, and so that should be good. But uh, anyways, uh, hey, folks, so no Garby here. We wanted to make a, a little bit of a quicker episode. <laughs> quicker episode, 30-minute intro. <laughs> well, okay, but because uh, to your no, point, we hit a bunch I think of that stuff. the topic's going to be a little bit light, okay? Yeah. Um, and so, and I actually, you know what? I kind of like this. We should, like, read more articles. And, like, listen to more, yeah. listen, or, like, listen to more podcasts and stuff, because I, I like this. I, you know, I like the, the reading some content and then reacting to it. But um, yeah. ESPN um, has a article online... That came out April 18th, um, 2022. I'm guessing it's the anniversary of this event uh, called The Legend of the Fenway Pizza Chucker. <clears throat> so I would definitely uh, go and read it. It was written by Ryan Hawkinsmith. Um, and you can find it on ESPN's website if you just put in, honestly, Fenway Pizza Chucker. It'll show up. Uh, but it's essentially about this guy back in 2007 uh, who uh, got caught on camera literally throwing a slice of pizza at another fan but it kind of like blew up um where um is it jerry remy yes jerry remy jerry Recently remy deceased. and then uh, who's Rest the other peace. guy dan orsillo dan orsillo um like kind of lost their shit on air and like continuously kept going back to this event and like there was a replay and the whole nine yards and so we're gonna give you a brief overview of like kind of what happened but would like highly recommend going to read the article it's extremely well written it's um dramatized like intentionally obviously but uh it was right around this time and was really cool and so essentially um this guy dan kelly and a bunch of his friends um decide to go to a red sox game and this is a classic if you if you haven't been to a red sox game uh in boston i will say it is a unique sporting experience in itself like fenway is a very like social restaurant bar heavy area within boston um you could probably you know touch the front door of like 20 bars in like five minutes um le you know or less right if you were just running around fenway uh circling the stadium i think there's actually a bar that's actually like attached to the side of the stadium as well um mm -hmm. and there's a bleacher bar yeah a complete a complete street that they shut down where like you have vendors and you have like you know souvenir shops and the whole nine and so it's great it's awesome usually if you're going to a red sox game and you especially if you don't live in the city you're go it's an all-day event you're going there early you're getting food you're drinking some beers and so this is exactly what this guy's doing right he's a classic bostonian guy 
goes out with his friends, um, and they're getting hammered. Now, I thought one really interesting part of the story was generally you would head into the stadium about an hour before the game, and they talk about this, but it was raining. And so mm-hmm. people were waiting out. And that's extra bar time, which is more beers. Big time. Right, which is a lot more beers. And, like, again, these places make their money on Sox Day, right? And so nobody's cutting you off. Uh, outside of Fenway, uh, particularly if that's your first stop. And so him and his friends are just raging, crushing beers, and they all go into the stadium. Classic. They have tickets all over the place, but because it's raining, they can kind of just sit in whatever seat. And so they find really great seats in left field, and they start kind of chirping with another group of people at Fenway Park, um, back and forth and back and forth and whatnot, and, and kind of start creating this, like, weird... They, they painted in the article as if it was, like, Kind of like joking around, like razzing each other, but I get—I bet you it was like super fucking aggressive, to be honest. Oh no, it was for sure. Like, hey, buddy. Like, so again, we'll get to the end, but yeah, it's not—you don't do this without just like, hey, like we're kind of joking around, well, hey, and then you it's perform the fun this of the action, game. like, yeah. Um, and so they're going back and forth, and and honestly, yep. like, it sounds—they were all Boston fans, which is like. Again, it's the other thing. It was not opposing fans. Yeah, but it's like, like they're all super Sox typical fans. Boston. Like if you again, like if you come to Boston and you're like, wow, people in Boston are kind of assholes. That's that's not you're not wrong. People in Boston just like to argue. Um, that you yep. hear you hear us doing it on this podcast literally nonstop. Um, they just like to argue, and if there's no opposite fans to argue with, we'll argue with each other. Like that's just how it is. And so I'm guessing this is really ugly. Essentially, one of his buddies wins March Madness again this just ha- this happened like in 2007 this time of year and so March Madness had just passed well so it was on Patriots Day on Patriots Day excuse me that's the other reason why it's like kind of a big deal and uh essentially his buddy had won the March Madness pool and so he he's flush with cash and he's the yeah, article so he's like, just whipping says, out whipping yeah, out the article bills. says he's pretty much taking money and, and lighting it on fire all day <laughs> which is hilarious and um they go to the stadium they're wasted and his friend trips and falls. Some of the opposing um, like group that they were they were kind of going back and forth with hag him out. Like just start. I think that's they him. say how it like kind of started too. Is yeah. they're like, oh, have another one, buddy. Like look at this drunk guy. Nice like can't pain. even fucking dude, stand. Nice, nice Red Sox fan accent there, dude. That was really great. Good job, dude. I'm I'm a board and bread asshole. Yeah, I don't. I know, dude. I'm just saying. I, just, I don't think I've seen you whip it out like that before. Like, it's just nice oh, job, dude. Man. You know, you see me whip it out. Ah, uh, see what that's a good, you know what somebody had to do it with Garby. Down Someone here. had to do it. Somebody had to do it with Garby down here. I said it, and I was like, if Garby was here, I'd be getting annihilated right now. <laughs> Absolutely annihilated right now. Anyway, so yeah, they're hacking the guy out because he, you know, because he falls down, and then uh, you know they they you know uh, Dan Kelly, you know the the kind of star of the story here is like, hey, you know we'll we'll get him back. And they go to the stands and they go buy a ton of beers and and some pizza, right? But the whole thing is that they're having a special at Fenway where essentially for a price you can buy a whole pizza. Again, Dan's Dan's friends yeah. like money on fire. So he's and like, at this point, they I think they need some food. They probably so they're like we so like, we yeah. need this we need the whole pie here. Exactly. And so they get the whole pie. Uh, it's ninety six bucks, which is like so typical Fenway. Like you could just Dude, see yourself. Literally, can you imagine they got like four beers and a pizza? Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, here's a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's Fenway for you, right? Like, I mean, you go to yeah. Fenway Park. I think it's like, t- I think it's like starts at ten dollars a beer. Like, you want a Bud Light? It's a huge Bud Light, but it's like ten bucks for sure. Um, oh, easy. 
Anyways, so they go back to. The I think season. actually, just on a side note, I think Fenway technically has the highest beer prices in all of baseball. I think they have the highest food price. They, I think they also have the highest ticket prices. They have all, all highest all prices, and we we pay them lovingly, lovingly. Yeah. Well, you got to make up for that small stadium. I think they have the second or third small stadium. Yeah. But you got to say the you got to say the Red Sox though have been. I mean, like really since the two thousands, the Red Sox have been outside of the Patriots have just been fucking consistent. Like at the end of the day. Um, anyways, yeah. so game goes on. Um, was it Beckett who was pitching? I think. Yep. Josh Beckett. Beckett was pitching and then somebody was up who they're playing the angels at the time. And I can't remember who was batting. So it's JD drew JD drew big name at the time for sure. Um, yep. not a big baseball guy. And I, I even know who JD drew is and, uh, JD drew cranks one over to the left field. Happens to be going directly to the competing fans, Dan Kelly's, you know, and nemesis. They're arch rivals. They're arch rivals. I did like the part of the article where he says, uh, and then Dan's friend, um, I'm, I'm, his name's escaping me. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find it here in a second. Where he says, Dan's friend, um, you know, per Boston law, like covers the beers. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. And so his buddy's covering the beers. Dan gets this idea, right? And, and the article does this really good thing of painting this picture of who Dan was as far as, like, this guy who went to go get an engine. This is, like, classic, classic New England person, right? Guy went to go get an engineering degree, decides, fuck engineering, I don't want to do that. Uh, and so he gets into sales, and it's talking about how he, like, had just taken this new job, and, like, they hired him. Like, literally just started a yeah. new job. And he's like, wow, i got to be on my best behavior. Yeah. I got this because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a grown-up now, like me. Exactly, exactly, 100%. <laughs> and so he, um, is, you know, he starts his new job, and, and, and but it talks about him being a, a, a jokester, right? They, they tell this, like, really cool story about his wife, who's <clears throat> from Ireland, trying to get into, like, I don't know, like the Irish social club here in Boston. And they send her a letter, like essentially acknowledging that her and Dan have, have, have gotten in. And he went, copied the letter and then edited the letter in, in word doc to essentially say that only he had gotten in. His wife can attend if she is chaperoned by him. And like, it's the story. The, the article does a much better job of telling the story. It's, it's pretty funny. And so the guy's a prankster. And so he's sitting here, sees the ball about to hit his nemesis they're distracted and he gets this idea i'm gonna throw a piece well of it did so it did hit their beers so it, like yeah. i feel like it paints this picture where like the ball hits the nemesis's beers beers flying all over the place everyone's like oh shit like beers all over like just like obviously you know like come on that's a rookie move you got to cover the beers or catch the and ball so, with your beer and hold it up yeah. because that's what real bosses do in this moment of chaos Dan finds the perfect opportunity to say, hey, fuck these guys. And he proceeds to take a slice of the pizza and throw it at the dude and nails him like right in the shoulder. And I do have to admit, like, I mean, a piece of pizza is not exactly the easiest thing to toss. Well, you see, and like, they're a decent like, distance like, apart. Uh, sports labs like did a thing on it and like people at work were like trying to recreate it and stuff like that. Um, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a good throw. I, there's a video of it. Um, they play it all the time. Uh, and it was a great throw. And so he, like, nails the guy and immediately does, again, the article says this does what, like, everybody everybody does in those situations. Like, immediately, like, turns like, oh, and starts looking who, around, like, who, uh, who threw that? that? Who threw that, right? <laughs> but it's caught live on TV. Uh, and the announcers essentially are like, 
wait, what? Like, what just happened there? And so they're going through the replay, and they realize somebody just got hit with a slice of pizza, and now they're losing their shit. And so it's made a much bigger deal because they essentially uh, can't get through ads. They're, like, laughing so much. And they keep coming back to it. They've got the slow-motion camera going, uh, and it's a big deal, right? And so essentially Dan Kelly and his wife get kicked out of Fenway Park because they threw a piece of pizza. Um, I think it's kind of funny too how like obviously like you know all jokes but it's like he gets like shot with a gun almost because like the sauce is almost like blood like he gets like pelted with this thing and there's like sauce that kind of like explodes all over his shoulder and like head and stuff and he's like ah like man down (laughs) like yeah absolutely and so he it's it's very dramatic and like they're looking around I love the part where he's like the security card comes and says hey you're being kicked out and they're like uh, they're like, why? And he's like, because you like threw a piece of pizza. And they're like, well, how do you know? And he's like, because you're on national fucking TV, you idiot. And so yeah. we're like, fair, cool, good point, good point, good point, good point. Not to mention, they're like looking around and they're like, uh, so, You've you know. You've been chirping at you're, these you're si- Well, also like, you're sitting there with a pie minus one slice. And you're like, you're like, there Evidence, was a slice of pizza. Motive, like, yeah. Know, the whole nine yards. And so him and his wife exit. They go to a bar. They're like, hey, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Like, whatever, whatever. Their no one friend, The friend who, who bought the pizza, um, uh, Medor is his name, I think it was. And uh, it get, cut, hits them up. Hey, come to a different bar. They go to a different bar. And when they walk in, it's the event is replaying on ESPN, like on every single TV. And his friend essentially like screams out, here comes the pizza chucker. And so like, you know, the whole bar erupts. He gets like standing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, buys, buys the beers and, and whatnot until they have to go and stuff like that. And then it just kind of talks about how like, you know, they, they're kind of thinking like, this is gonna, this is gonna blow over. And it just like very much doesn't. And it like, it's bigger and bigger. And now every single year, this plays on Patriots Day as a replay and like they're reminded and they laugh at it now, but it just was just essentially like you go to the Red Sox game and you don't expect to become essentially a small piece of Red Sox history, which was cool. So a little cult hero. Yeah, a little cult will. hero. Really, really good article written again. Uh, Ryan Hawkinson, I think it was. Oh, Hawks, Hawkinsmith, um, April 18th. And it's on ESPN.com. Uh, Check it out. Nick can uh, put the article in the uh, Instagram as well. And so, yeah. Any other thoughts on the pizza chucker, my friend? No, dude. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fun little thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, That's pretty much it. How about them fucking Celtics, bro? Dude, I Celtics told you I wanted. I told you I wanted Brooklyn. We both wanted the Nets. I, yeah, dude. I told you I wanted fucking Brooklyn, dude. Fuck Brooklyn. Fuck those guys, dude. Honestly, fucking fuck Kyrie. They, dude. Honestly, what I liked about that too was I liked that they were like close games too. To be honest. Yeah. Like, oh I yeah. I liked that they were close games because it felt like every single game, like in the fourth quarter, the Celtics had to put them down, and every single game they put them down. Can we talk about how bullshit that call to eject Tatum was? Oh, dude. Like, well, like mean, NBA, like, was... just tell us you're right. Like, that's fucking garbage. Exactly. There, that was about as predictable. I mean, that guy is Scott Foster, <laughs> who is the guy who had all the the text messages with Tim Donahue. Yeah. Like, when he got kicked out of refing or, like, expelled for good. Yeah. Um, 
And so you saw it coming a mile away. The NBA was like, we're going to try and keep this yeah, series we going a, here. We need a game five. Um, ex- we were expecting seven games out of this, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And so to, and they definitely tried to couch it because you could tell in the first, I think it was the first like six or seven minutes, they put the Celtics in the bonus in the first quarter. Yeah. So that way they could go back and be like, hey, we were playing favorites. The, the Celtics were in the bonus in the first quarter, in the fir- first half of the first quarter. And I love that they just like, like you said, dude, they they took the challenge and they put them down. I've never seen a team that made Durant look as human as he did dude, in that series. Even, even when he didn't look like he was playing bad. Like Durant didn't look like he was playing bad. He just looked like no, he was they, playing. No, the Celtics were doing it to him. Yeah. That wasn't Durant going ice cold. Yeah. That was the Celtics like throwing bodies at him, getting switches, and dude, like, I mean, I've I've ragged on him before, but straight up, Jason Tatum might ha- be like a couple years ago when Kawhi was on Toronto and he had that like playoff ascension, and you were we were both kind of like, okay, Kawhi's the best player in the NBA, like. Tatum is pretty much there. He's, like he's, I would say he's he took down the door, dude. Like he, I is. would say between it's between him, Durant, and Giannis. If he and had he this, just, if he had this season, if he was playing like he's been playing the back half of the season to now, the entire year, like, he would have been MVP. I think he would have been MVP pretty easily. Yeah, to be honest. No, definitely pretty, pretty easy. Um, um, he, he yeah, and been, just like he was just. He looked like all facets, dude. Because it wasn't just the scoring; it was he was averaging like five, six assists a game, dude, the, the playing. Blocks, he was the, the main blocks. defender on KD, yeah. and he was just taking it to him, dude, without sacrificing the offense either. Yeah, like oh. he he was playing a complete two way game. Jalen Brown was clutch as hell. Like honestly, dude, we're we're praising Tatum like this. Jalen Brown was almost the best player. For the Celtics in that series, like he came up massive Dude, in a couple of fourth quarters. Just, I mean, it's not even really Batman and Robin anymore, to be honest. It's like Superman and Batman. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like Captain America and Thor. Yeah, it's Iron it's, Man. Yeah, it's like it's it's. it's I mean, and that's not to say that that's not to say that Jalen Brown is in the same league as as Tatum as a player. That's not what I'm saying. But like, as far as like any given day being that effective player, but he, he is one of the best number twos in the entire league for sure. Yeah. Jalen Brown could go on a variety of teams in the NBA and be the best player for sure. Um, and Marcus smart. I know you've had your gripes with him. Um, Marcus smart is playing some good fucking basketball too. He is. He is playing. He's playing good, good fucking playing good, fa- good facilitator. Huge facilitator. He's sticking to his role. Huge which is what's and important. Again, you, you, and I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You're hard on Marcus Smart, but you have always said, this is the game I need Marcus Smart to be playing. And he's essentially facilitating and playing defense. Even on offense, he's playing defense. Um, yeah. He made a basket at the end after Tatum got kicked out, sh- surely just by, like, crashing the ba- like crashing the boards, right? And, like, he got the offensive rebound, right? Um and I was like, I'm like explaining, I'm like talking, I'm like, that's a defensive play at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, his positioning. Yep, boxing him out. Exactly. His positioning is a defensive move. 
So um, and just to do it without Robert Williams too. Like I know he came back in the tail end, but obviously still like very much a yeah, shell of himself with the too, amount like, of minutes he's playing. I mean, like, you got to give it up to 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 Thice, dude. I mean, well, I would say Horf- Horford was a beast. Oh, sorry, that series. You're, you're right. We haven't mentioned Horford, and Horford shouldn't go. Oh, one of the uh, he's like one of like a couple of players to score twenty points, ten rebounds, like over the age of like. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I think he's like 35. Yeah, dude. over the age of 35 in the playoffs. Fucking sick. Horford's been – I mean, you – I've always been a Horford fan. You, you've been a Horford fan. No, I have not. And I, I will – But I you like him at this contract. Here. You like him with this contract. Yeah, no. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was happy to be able to get him for Kemba, who is obviously just like an absolute black hole. Um, yeah, I know. Poor but Kemba. yeah, Hor- I, I love was playing great. Too, I loved him as a player. It's, but yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens shift. That Brad Stevens move is looking real fucking good right now. Y- yes, but I will also say that no, I sorry, think that not the Brad Stevens moving to GM. I'm just saying that particular move with with Kemba is look. Is oh like, is yes, looking okay. Very that's. Good right I feel like that's where he hangs his hat on right now. GM, yes, I would. But agree. I mean, I would agree. I'm giving. I give more credit to Adoka. Like I think that. Oh, like, oh no! As far as their success, you could 100%, have. Yeah, you could have put. I think it was equal parts about getting Brad out, but also having Udoka in, and there were some rocky parts in the season. But he was very much like he had the reputation as a player's coach, but he was tough on him, and he was like he called them out when they needed to be called out. And they've responded to it, dude. And they like they love him. And yeah, I think that that's like that's pretty important. much like you know. I think that really shows. I mean, is, it, I feel it, like does it NBA, not remind you of Doc in the Big Three a little bit? Yeah, well, I think that that lends itself to the idea that like the NBA is a lot like Brad Stevens, fantastic X's and O's guy. But the NBA is just less about X's and O's and more about motivating the star players. And it is clear that they are responding. And, and to I think it is like I think it's also about like when motivating star players. I think it's about about getting players to play the role they need to play. Yes, very which much. Which is like Jason Tatum, and this is like you know like Jason Tatum. Don't like don't you, you're not like it's almost like don't be Colby, be Magic. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's don't be Colby or like LeBron esque. Yeah, like, we like, need don't you be to Colby, play be all LeBron. Yeah. yeah, that's a much better like be LeBron, right? Like, cause like it, because uh, he's not a point forward by any means, but like you know he's definitely like that, and that's exactly what he's done, man. Like he's drawing, he's using his talent to draw in defenses and shelling it, and then when he needs to be like, like I loved when they put him back in, um, for like the two minutes he was in before he fouled out, and he just like hit an ice cold three to be like. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna need to do better than that, gentlemen. He knows what he needed to do at certain points yeah. of games, like you just said, like yeah. where they're like, okay, Tatum, we need you to get people involved here, and that's like again, like you know, we shit on him, but that's what one thing I th- always thought LeBron was great at, where like, okay, now we need you to turn on like the scoring thing. There's where just like, like, okay, you got to get buckets. If if you've got like smart Brown. Tatum Horford on the court. I like. I'm not saying that we're winning the ship or anything like that. We got a long way to go here, but just oh. like in any game, I I I take that four, dude. Like they they are they are playing some. I mean, the... if you're talking Robert Williams, dude. I mean, and, yeah, I, and Williams, yeah, and Williams. I don't want to like again. That's starting five. Dude. I'm living in the here and now. Yeah, hundred percent. The way that they are playing, 
I'm championship or bust right now. If they don't make it to the finals, I will be very disappointed. Right, dude, they are playing well enough to go to the finals right now. Like they are. There's, I, I mean, it, I don't want to put too much pressure because if they make it to the finals, let's say they play the Warriors, they lose in like six or seven, I'll be like, honestly, I'm saying it. I'm still gonna be disappointed, dude. I've watched other games if that are going on Warriors, in the NBA. If it's to the Warriors, I will be. If it's to the Suns, I won't necessarily be as I won't be as disappointed. I would be disappointed if they lost to the I think the Suns are better than the Warriors at the end of the day. I really do. I don't know, dude. I just, I mean, I know Booker was out for a couple games, but I watched them just play the Phoenix Sun or the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, excuse me. And, dude, the Celtics are playing. I think they're playing the best in the NBA currently. I, I agree. And so, agree. unless they run out of gas by something, yeah, like I mean, I just, think they, have, I just think they have more to prove is more of what I'm getting at. I'm like, but like, that's my point. I think our starting five, I'm like, that's a dude, that team is that team keeps your score low and they can put up 115 points any any given day. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's, and that's really what, that's really what's like insane. Their defense is like, their defense is elite. Their defense is watching them out there, dude. They're like, this was the first, the, the, this series was like the, First time in like a few months, I'm like, oh, if if the Celtics are on, I'm not doing anything else. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's playoffs. Like, that's what that's what you do for playoffs. Yeah. Right? Like, but like usually, like Celtics games, I'm like, all right, I played some video games, right? Or like, oh, like or I'll catch half the game or something like that, right? Like, I'm like, no, the Celtics are on. I'm watching, and I'm just like watching them. And I'm like, dude, game after game, I'm like, their defense is like, it's like a harassment. It's crazy, man. Like they are all over mm-hmm. the place. Like you make a small slip up, boop, turnover. Like, the amount of turnovers that they had on the fucking Nets yeah. is crazy, man. Um, yeah, dude. So they should, they should win that. They should win the championship this year, honestly. If, if, if I think they that they won, should. Oh, dude, if they win the championship, dude, if they win the championship, I would go fucking nuts. I would go nuts. It would. So let me ask you a hypothetical here. So they win the championship. Yeah. They, they look really good doing it. Yeah, yeah. Again. We do have to say, in the grand scheme of things, that they have played a half of season and a playoff stretch of playing the best that, basketball we have seen. Proof. Yeah. So, let's say someone like Bradley Beal comes a knocking, and they have to like make some adjustments to the team per se. Do you go into next year and want to keep this team as is? Or if you could have a potential improvement, well, because the would only you person try and I see think that Beal through? could really be swapped for is Brown. But well, let's say it's like a let's say it's like a Marcus Smart situation. I mean, I guess I would need to know the full trade because, like, obviously, you sitting there being like Bradley Beal for Marcus Smart straight up. I mean, you'd feel like an idiot saying no to that. Yeah, like, well, is Bradley saying, Beal what they need right now? Like that's I I don't know. Well, that's I guess what I'm saying. The like, gar- are the, you... I, I think I I would love your question with like uh like a trade in front of you. Well, I a trade in front of me, but also I think with like an equivalent big man because like that would be a little different. Like because the problem with Robert Williams is the injuries, man. Like he's great, but like you know, 
if you, if we had lost this series, you'd be like fucking a. Like we needed that Robert Williams. I mean, I think the good news is they were big enough without him because because yeah. here's the thing. This is the problem with Al Horford's first time around here. The guy couldn't play power forward, right? You know what I mean? And like with Robert Williams, he could play power forward, and like that's mm-hmm. the role that that's the role that he wants to play. That's the role he's good at. And you allow Jason Tatum to play like a big small forward. Right, you know what I mean? Which is like again the LeBron role. He is like very good. At. Like he's been really great in, um, and has played to, right? It's yeah. so like that's that's where I'm like the Bradley Beal. You're like okay, you swapping him out for Marcus. I'm like Marcus just won Defensive Player of the Year. Like and that's kind of what we need at guard. We don't necessarily need a forty point scorer there. You could only have so many, you know, tw- you know, twenty five average scores on your team because only one person can score, and so. I don't know. So then you, you turn and you say, okay, well, what if you improve the, the uh, Jalen Brown position? I'm like, Jalen Brown's younger than Bradley Beal, dude. I don't know that I – and, like, he is on the come up right now, man. And he's looking great. I don't know that I think that that's a better – I don't know if I think that that's an upgrade. I also think that it would probably need to be both of them, to be honest. Um, well, that's kind of what, like, I guess – And so for both of them, no. I'm getting at Both of them not for Beal, no. You're yeah. hotter – you've always been hotter on Beal than me, though. No, and I mean, I love Jalen, so if we're talking Jalen, I probably would not do that. But then to kind of just like circle back to a point you just made, I mean, I know it's going to sound kind of like hindsighty and stupid given how they just looked in that series, but prior to his injury, if you had just asked me who do I think is more integral to the Celtics' defensive like hot streak... I would have told you it was Robert Williams. If Robert Williams doesn't get injured, I think that he could very... I don't think Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year because I think people are literally split. Like, I think Robert Williams takes away from Marcus Smart's votes because people are like, ah, like, who is it? Like, I feel like we're kind of forgetting Robert Williams was very much in the contention for Defensive Player of the Year prior to his injury. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, Marcus Smart so far has been a straight iron man. No, I know, but that's just one where I'm saying, like, I just think Robert Williams, and I know Marcus Smart can kind of guard all positions, but I mean, just given his size limitations. It can be annoying to centers, but, like, a true That's what I'm saying. I think that Robert Williams has, I would probably take Robert Williams switching onto a guard on the perimeter Mm. more so than I would want Marcus Smart guarding a big man in the post if that makes sense uh, that is a tough call for me i don't know because marcus smart's mad annoying bro i know dude but robert williams is like so lanky like yeah, you can't just like shoot a, over like, him like a, his quickness you, you know, Kyrie and everything v marcus smart 1v1 marcus has got a shot i i think Kyrie dices robert williams up no no you didn't hear my question so if we're like oh you have robert williams switching onto Kyrie on the perimeter or you have Marcus Smart playing Joel Embiid in the post. Like I'm saying, the the opposite yeah, but area yeah, I know, where but they mainly like play defense. Your... I mean, <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry, okay, not like, Kyrie. What if, like who? What if like do you like Robert Williams on Kyrie switch, or do you like Marcus Smart on Durant switch? Because I kind of like the Marcus Smart on Durant switch better, to be honest. But Durant is a perimeter player. Yeah, but he's got that size. Like the whole reason we're saying set the whole like his. Yeah, but know. I'm no, but he's a perimeter player. I'm saying in the area where they do not normally play defense. That's a tough call. I just think it's tough for you to use two different people. 
people on two different teams in that in that scenario. I, I okay. You know, I I kind of like well, but I'll tell you this, I do kind of like the Marcus. I do kind of like the Robert Williams switch to Harden, than the Marcus Smart switch to Embiid. So in that case, you're your question yeah i would agree i'm just i'm just throwing yeah, it out there where i'm saying. like you saying. know if i think what we need out of the big man currently is what robert williams gives us and so if a situation came it's where they were like the oh though. you can trade robert williams and a first round pick and it's just, i don't know you're 100% aaron right. neesmith just for cat i i wouldn't trade i would robert not williams do that for a single big man in the league because it, because of his age and his skill combo if it wasn't for the injuries. But the injuries scare me. And and you brought that up to me, and I honestly haven't been able to stop thinking about it when it comes to Robert Williams. Yeah. Sense. Is, is I'm like, you know what? Would you trade him for Carl Anthony Towns? Different type of player, also a big man, kind of a stud. Kind of have to there, right? Like, I mean, I don't, don't know if I want You don't there? I don't think so. But he, Towns has been an Iron Man. I, I, I'm going to ask Nick, Nick, it, I hope Robert Williams is never injured again. If he gets injured again, I want to ask you the same question. Because I, I think right now, because here's the thing, Robert Williams healthy, no, I don't. I don't because of the age and because I think this kid's just getting started, dude. Yeah, I think this no. Kid's, I mean, the injuries athletic. is it's the that's the crux of the whole question. We used to say Jalen Brown was the most like athletic person. It might be Williams, dude. He is no athletic. Robert Williams is a, a freak. Dude, athlete. he is. He gets dude. How high he gets? Uh, he he's not seven foot. He plays like a seven footer. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I kind of like him, like, on the perimeter. Like, it's like, maybe he's not even as quick as some of these guards, but just his length. It's like, if you try and do a step back on Robert Williams, he's literally just going to be like, oh, Suk, and just, like, reach up those vines Uh, for arms that he has. Okay, let's save some for the next episode. Uh, You watching anything good? Listening to anything good? Reading anything good? Um, yeah, I've been actually reading like a ton of finance books. One of my goals or uh, like New Year's resolutions for this year was to just read more. And I would say over the last like two years since COVID started, I've just been like really into finance. Um, And so I've just been reading like a lot of like technical stuff. And you're probably going to make fun of me for this, but Laura and I never watched The Sopranos. And we actually started The Sopranos. So good, isn't it? Dude, it is honestly more people than you you, you'd think haven't watched this. It is it is one of the best pieces of television to it's because there's only yeah it's great too. So like yeah, six no, it's it's really good so far. It's and honestly, um, dude, almost it's, done with the first season. Fuego, I would argue through like season six is controversial, but um, it is the first three four seasons is nonstop, dude, nonstop. It's and you're are you season one right now? Yes. Yeah, you have. I think so we're much good TV episode that. eight or nine. Yeah, but very very happy with it so far. So we're kind of plugging away at that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. I just beat God of War on PC. Nice. There you go. Um, that game is fucking amazing. If you haven't got, if you haven't played it yet, I'd get it like tomorrow. It's fucking insane. Um, Super random, but I find myself going down like rabbit holes sometimes of like videos of other people playing video games. Have you ever? And I would actually say, do you do Twitch? 
No, and I know like the whole scene, but it's it's more so just like I'm stumbling upon like a YouTube video, and then I'll like I'll watch a bunch of the scenes. And God of War actually has been one of the things that I have like watched like m- like multiple multiple videos of Dude, people you playing. Probably, you should get it's it. pretty. You, would love it. you should get it. You would love it. It's yeah, really good. it's um, it's all it's it's the entire video game is done as a one shot, so like um, there's no camera break. To the entire thing no no camera break it goes right from wow. right from like cinematic scene to gameplay like seamlessly um it's just a, it's barely even a camera change to be honest um to be honest so it's, nice. it's wicked cool super good game uh so just finished that um watching great news i think you would like it it's kind of like uh 30 rock almost um it's on netflix oh you know i love me some 30 rock yeah it's it's definitely i would say like it's definitely in it's awkward like i'm watching the first season it's definitely um uh, it's figuring out who it yeah, is yeah like i i would say you'll get it you'll get it you'll watch it you'll be like this is corny but i i, I think it's tina fey's behind it so give it some legs and it'll, it, it, oh it love be. tina fey yeah it's really great so i've been watching that that's been awesome and then oh dude um we've been watching this other show on netflix called cuckoo like it's C O U K O O, and Andy Sandberg was in the first season, and I'm pretty sure he got Brooklyn Nine Nine and left. And then, oh. um, the guy who plays the, the guy who's like not the main character, not Robert Patterson, Twilight person, but the other love interest, is all the girls who listen to the podcast know who I'm talking about. He's, he like kind of stepped in and they, they, they made it really interesting. And so that's a sitcom and it's fucking hilarious, dude. It's a British sitcom. It's fucking hilarious. You should definitely watch okay. it. I think you'll like it. Um, Cuckoo. So Netflix. Been doing that right. And been listening to uh Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Um, amazing podcast. Fucking literally maybe the best podcast. Outside okay. Of this one, obviously um, of all time. So, Cool. Yeah. Um, I think that that's probably about it. Where can they find us, man? So you can find us at NE underscore social on Instagram, Twitter at NE social too. Make sure to keep on the, uh, the Twitter feed as I'm going to be tweeting about the Patriots draft and just saying fire bill all weekend. So you'll probably get some hot takes from me and my personal Instagram at sun underscore of underscore ray two four and you want to hit him with garbs sure it's, hey my name is ryan garby you can find me at ryan a garby that's g ryan a g a r b as a boy e and the a stands for asiago because that's the only a cheese i could think of and cheese is on pizza i'm nice. richard kennedy you can find me at kennedy 1627 <laughs> on the gram uh, I said my name first on accent, so I'm just going to do it again. I'm Richard Kennedy. This is Nick Goslin. <laughs> We're doing good social. Deuces. Later, Gators.